The Dode Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Paul and he's Ronnie. Last week's episode was all about beefy sensations, Ne Tempo, Campy's Wooden Boats, Scones at the Fuck Bar, and the Scrandis Liga. And let's not mention the word Aloha for a while. Weekends without a United game really are grim, but at least Sir Lawrence was capped for Scotland. The best thing to come out of last week was us surpassing 1,500 followers on Twitter. Thanks to everyone who takes the time to like, comment and listen to us on a weekly basis across all the podcast platforms and you can follow us at Dode Fox Podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, Queen of the South preview, the reserves, the under-18s, bounce games, the loan report, Lauren Shanklin, Scotland International, who are United's best uncapped players on this day and the social media Q&A returns. It's all coming up on episode 16 of the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Andy McLaren. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to episode 16 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Four months old and a free week. No need to moan about anything. Life's good. Life's not too bad. <laughs> so welcome back to the podcast. Uh, lots to get through. On paper, at least, mm. uh, because we thought we'd mix it up and go to our social media and get some involvement this week. So all that to come for you. First, though, we just want to say a very well done to Nardo the Nine on Twitter, who is a winner of the wonderful signed Gary Bolin shirt. And he seemed delighted with it. Very delighted. So delighted. He sent us a photo of him originally back in 92. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, think it might went to the right person. Yeah. I think so, it's went to the right person. Uh, thank you very much to everyone across our social media. It was on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as most of the stuff that we do is. It's kind of only fair. Uh, so everyone that got involved, thanks very much for liking, commenting, sharing, and telling people about it. Uh, and welcome to the new followers off the back of it. They just found out about the Dode Fox podcast. Mm. Uh, so Nardo, thank you very much. It will be willing its way to you very soon. Uh, for people that didn't see it, there was a photo on. It's the 91. 92 top a thing of beauty it's a beautiful looking top uh, Bukta made mm. Belhaven sponsored and big gas bowl and wore it and the old badge as well yeah vintage with a bit of white in it as well yes it's quite yeah. a nice uh, nice thing and I've been hunting around old Dode Fox HQ here for a sharpie so I could just sign the back of it just for a bit of a laugh like artists really do yes yes indeed I mean I did frame it averagely very uh, below averagely, but it's framed, you know. Whether it stays in that frame, I don't think it ever will. But Nardo, do send us a photo once you get it hung on the wall. Uh, a very a man who collects a lot of things, United Wise. So good on you. And again, thank you very much to everyone. So no game to look back on was given last week. Thank goodness. Um, we will touch on Scotland when we discuss Sir Lawrence a bit later on. Uh, but let's just take a wee look ahead to. Next week, when we are uh, back in action, Queen of the South away. What a way to spend the 19th of October. And dare I say, it'll be a, a tough game. Yeah. Just to throw out the stock reply. Well, why not? Why not? Plastic pitch as well. Shouldn't be an excuse, but hey, let's well, just throw that, it in. That's true. I mean, uh, they, they won their last match away from home at Partick, uh, who had previously got a, a decent result up in Inverness. Uh, the week before that, they drew one all with uh, the wee team on Tanaday Street. Mm. Uh, and they're currently sitting sixth place in the league on nine points. So, I mean, on paper, uh, it 
people I would imagine that put coupons on up and down the country will be thinking, ah, United should have enough for them, and hopefully we do, but it's, I don't think it will be an easy match. Uh, after the Alloa game, when Paul Watson was getting interviewed on Arab Zone, uh, there was a mention made of the fact that Alloa's was a plastic pitch, and he also kind of leaned on saying, well, yeah, and it's a plastic pitch up against next, and it's no even as good as the Alloa one. Uh, that's... I hope that uh, all the players aren't thinking that way. It's just, it's the same for both teams. Plastic pitches in general are key. It's just the way they are. But we, we should have more than enough, hopefully, if we're set up the right way and we're cracked on. The, the, thing, the thing with Queen of the South is, <clears throat> the term one-man team, but if Dolby's playing well, they tend to play well. Yeah, he's a he's a hell of a good player. He really is. Uh, even at his, like I joke about his age, uh, he, he must be... 36, 37? Must be. That makes him younger than me, yeah. which I'm not really happy about. <laughs> well, they're all younger than me, so that's just the way it goes. Uh, but yeah, when when he's there, uh, he can make them tick, that's for sure. They've, they've also got Elbak Tui this season, and he can flip between looking fantastic and looking absolutely pish in the same minute. 37 in December Dobie's 37 he's still he's he's still a good player certainly at that level Uh, they've also got a young goalie McCrory on loan from Rangers and I've only saw him once uh, in the televised game against uh, Dundee and he he was very good that day Uh, so we'll just say say do our absolute best again hopefully uh, start with a, a raised tempo from the last game hopefully we've learned a lesson there and if I've got a couple of injured players back, that would be a bonus. Probably looking more at Butcher and Clark. I'm not sure if Robson would be fit and Connolly's probably still a few weeks away anyway. Uh, and Just got to get on their faces. Got to, yeah. We've got to. And personally, I w- I'd like to see uh, Louis Apere start again because he's. I think he's been on the bench the last couple of games. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I'd bring him back into the, the starting lineup. I mean... It, it- we did say it as well, you know, when the changes made in the Morton game, we thought, oh, he's, he's, he wonder why he's no starting. And obviously you win 6-0. Yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> and again, then why would you change the team? Yeah. You know, because you've won 6-0, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I, w- I would agree. I think it's a, a change that needs to be made. I think Butcher definitely needs to come back in. Definitely needs to be come back in. We cannot go in to, to a game. And I don't... <laughs> I don't want to say understrength in midfield because on paper it shouldn't be, but it didn't compete against Alois midfield. It's not no, good enough. No, they just got outworked and outfought, outbattled, out out everything. And, and you made the point. You said that you know if there's a game on paper without doing a disservice, the Callum Butcher has to miss. You're thinking Alois, you know, bottom the league, mm-hmm. or top of the league. You should go in confidence. It's absolutely gaping hole. Yeah. He is not the hero. He's not the savior. But my word, he'll put in a tackle and he'll yeah. take that shitty yellow card mm-hmm. that, that has to get you. The boy Flanagan done it twice that we mentioned last week. Yeah. You know, so let's get up there. Let's get in the faces and start well. Was it last year was we went down there when Shafranco scored his first goal? Yes. Uh, and we were, I think we were... Uh, I think Yannick Loemba set it up. Did he not play the, the through ball? Sorry, I, I had to had to mention his I'm name. Out. I'm out. I'm Ron, going. Ron's just left his own house. I'm out. The Congolese Billy King. He needs to mention that man. <laughs> But what I'm trying to say is, we'll beat them down there right, okay. with Yannick Loemba oh, in the team. I, I wasn't sure where you were going okay. there. Fair, Fair enough. You took the huff there, Arthur Quicks. <laughs> I was gone. See you later. <clears throat> I 
You're putting the washing machine on loud for a go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's no, there's nothing else for it, you know. And it, it, it sounds like sometimes when you say that, it sounds like you're a mid-table team really battling to get away from a relegation battle. Like we have to win, we have to win. We are top of the league, right? And I know we were clutching at some straws last week, mm. and we were called out on it a few times yeah. of when we said, oh, and that's fair we're enough. in a better position. That's fair enough. But we were clinging for a positive after getting horsed down at Aloha, yeah. and the favour we got was from them way, way up the road, mm. up the A9, and it, it landed us in the same points, a goal better off, but yes, Inverness did get closer. I totally yeah. get that, but it was very and, much... And Dundee. Clutching at some straws. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with you because I was, on, I was also clutching, clinging on for whatever positives are left at that time on a Sunday midday. I think it was. It yeah. was the hurt was still very real. It so. was. Yeah, it had kind of eased a little, but mm. uh, yeah, it was still it was still felt by both of us. And then I took a vested interest in Scotland on Thursday. And that was also mince. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was mince. But so, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, with regards to Callum Butcher hopefully being available again yeah. for next Saturday, and uh, I would imagine that he's probably one of the first names on Nielsen's team sheet. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I would imagine Shanklin's name is just, it's on the team sheet already. He doesn't have to write it. It's just printed on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Butcher's kind of be far away from that. I think he's very important, certainly in Nielsen's eyes. And... Um, I'll just say it, he's, a, he's fairly important in my eyes as well in that team, but wherever he's playing. You're uh, talking to him like you've, you used to talk about Ian Harks. Has, has there been a tiff? Is there a, not at all. a move of love? There's or? been no tiff. Okay. I, actually, I actually saw the, the, the great Ian Harks through the week there at, at training when I took the wee man over. Which is funny because I was going to mention that. Yeah, and, yeah uh, it's all right. It's all right, everything's fine. Everything's cool. Nothing awkward. I think he might have felt it was awkward. I think he's maybe been told that... What, because the you, big, you were saying, can I get the picture? Leo, you take the picture. <laughs> I think when he saw us kick my own burn out the way I get to him, I think that's what made him feel a little bit mm. uneasy. Mm. Uh, it's good in the flesh. Uh, I, I think you're, you're getting the wrong end of the stick here. I'm, I'm, I'm in it for his footballing ability. Yep. Anyway. By the way, uh, well, we're mentioning Hawks. Uh, there was a bounce game this week as well. Yes, well, there was at first there was a reserve match. Uh, the reserves yes. were playing on Tuesday against Hearts. Uh, That's where he played. Yes, yes, he played there, and it was one all with with Hearts. The Hearts took the lead in the first half with a penalty, which was a penalty, and in the, the second half, Ian Harks picked the ball up, put thirty yards out, run forward about five yards, beat a man, and stuck it right in the top corner. Screamer. Can we discuss the hairband? I, I, I'm not in a position to judge anybody's hair. I don't have a hair on my head. Now, I didn't notice the hairband until someone made it bleedingly mm. obvious that yeah. he was wearing a hairband. It's obviously a recent thing because he must be growing his hair. I'm assuming but, that the future Mrs. Harx is maybe... Maybe we've got another player under the thumb. Maybe it's even her <laughs> hairband. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it can't be ruled out. It can't be. It can't be. Can't be ruled out. Can't be. We, we do speculate a lot on this podcast, so that's that's what we're speculating on right now. We definitely do. Um, good game. Uh, I thought the wind kind of ruined it. To be honest okay. with you, uh, yeah, it was. It you, was literally, tell me it was windy in St Andrews. I don't believe you. No, well, we were over in uh, like I say, we myself and and Leo. We went over in the morning to watch the training. And we went for something to eat and then we come back uh, to watch the reserve match. But 
when they were training in the morning, it was fine. It was mm. a beautiful day. Come back and it was blan a gale. It was just, it was ridiculous. So the wind kind of spoiled the game, I would okay. say. Yeah. Uh, who played? That's a good question. Hearts played, uh, Cammy Smith played. Cammy Smith played, uh, obviously Harks. Uh, Dennis played. Dennis was in the goal. King was on in midfield. And then uh, so the kind of young boys were playing. Logan played as well, didn't he? Logan Chalmers played, yeah. yeah. The academy boys, Nathan Cooney's a right back. He looks quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks quite a good prospect. Uh, Lewis Nielsen, centre half. He played alongside Ross Graham. They, they both they both looked all right. Like One of them gave the penalty away. Uh, I can't mind what one it was because I was... Otherwise engaged, trying to keep Leo amused at one point. Uh, Darren Watson, the boy that scores all the goals for the academy team. Oh, changing uh, your zoom lens for Ian Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Darren Watson played, but he came off injured uh, in the first half, I think it was. Okay. Chris Mochrey uh, also come on. He looks a good player as well, but that's not going to be a surprise to anybody. And Archie Mikkelsen came off the bench as well. Uh, Matty Smith also played. Uh, who else was playing? Alison Jones got some minutes too. And Jake Davidson. Another guy who we've got out on loan. He played in the reserve game. As for the bounce game, which was held on Thursday uh, over at St Andrews, and it was it was played against uh, Falkirk. Uh, we won two one with goals from Paul McMullen and Troy Brown, either side of a, a peach from Declan McManus. Troyzo, big Troyzo. Uh, I mean, I'm, I would imagine the games are good for just to break up the monotony of training when there's no actually a game to look forward to that week. Uh, just to keep the players ticking over as well. So, one all on Tuesday with the reserves and we will beat a Falkirk side 2-1 on Thursday. Ah, interesting. Um, well, you're at it. How is the old loan report looking? The loan report yesterday. Well, there wasn't any game for Cove, so there was no action for Declan Glass or Matty Smith. Uh, and when I was over at the training uh, last week, I saw Big Osman So uh, hobbling about with a moon boot on his foot. So obviously, there's no action for him. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure somebody told me it'd be like six to eight weeks or something. Yeah. Uh, not six to eight, six to eight weeks. <laughs> so fingers crossed that he heals up. Uh, Alison Jones. He never started the match for Brotty Athletic yesterday, but he was on the bench and he came on for the last 10 minutes as Brotty beat downfield 2-0. Josh Donaldson, he is at the Civil Service Strollers. Uh, he played the full 90 minutes uh, and I think it went to... Did I go extra time? Yeah, it, it went did. To extra Stevie time Marnie well. messaged us and he took yeah. in the game. So, so thanks, he, Stevie. Yes, top man, Stevie. So he played the full 90 minutes uh, and they, they lost to... Barry Ferguson's Kelly Hearts, mm. which is a bit of a nightmare because I'm not a big fan of Barry Ferguson. Jake Davidson, he is currently at Spartans and they lost 3-2 to the University of Stirling. Uh, Jake played the full 90 minutes and uh, Stirling scored the winner in the 92nd minute. So I'm saying he's played the full 90, they've scored in 92. <laughs> Seekner. Uh, absolute Seekner. Absolute Seekner. <clears throat> you mentioned that there. What did you get up to in your free week? What did you go? What did you do yesterday? I went game to. Did you go and see? I went to uh, Glenesk, Glenesk Park to see the Dundee Violet against Lochie United. Big uh, Gary Kenneth was play. He was on the bench. I'm not sure if he's if he was dropped or if he's nursing a knock or something. But he was on the uh, bench and he came on. No, um, they've got a cup game next week. 
So mm-hmm. I think that's why there were so many changes. Right, okay. Danny Miller was playing right back. And according to my old man, Danny Miller's never been a right back. They used to work together. Yeah. Tad likes to rip into Danny. So Aye, the right back wasn't great. The left back was excellent. Yeah. But, uh. Oh, well, he might have played left back. I do like Danny's a nice lad. But, so you took in a junior game. You took junior to his first junior game. I did. Yeah. That was, that was the whole reason for it. I could have quite happily just laid my lazy ass on the couch all afternoon. But, uh, the wee man's want to do something. I never so. done that. No, I know. You're you're a busy man. You don't have the lazy jeans that I've got. Oh, uh, believe me, I do. But yesterday, <laughs> yesterday they were not used. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like a broken man today. <laughs> I've uh, shot knives in across for me. Honest to God. So uh, you went to the juniors, 4-0. Um, oh, no. how, how, was, how was his first experience at a junior game? He liked it because you can just, you can go and explore. Yes. And especially Glen Esley, opposite the, where the players come out, the pavilion, uh, they've got like that grassy knoll hmm. where I'm sure Lee Harvey Oswald's probably hiding up there somewhere. So he was just digging holes and <laughs> playing with other wee burns there. It was it was fine. I'm not sure if he actually saw one of the goals go in, but yeah. it was a decent enough game. Like you, t- you watched the game though. I watched the whole game. You didn't yeah. dig any holes. I didn't dig any holes, and I had two pies. <laughs> well, kind of go I, in the league table. I was, I was even spotted. Somebody what are you? I was spotted. Somebody said, oh, "You're going to be reviewed now." I was like, "Bastard, he's caught us." <laughs> Uh, much older, by the way. Better of cheap. Uh, one hundred and fifty. Fucking no bothers. Yeah, yeah. No they were bad. all right. They were not the best. They were all right, but they're not getting reviewed. You still had two. Obviously, you got a hit too. I'm okay. a big lad. Start on the main. I've got two hands. <laughs> <laughs> that action I just did doesn't work on a podcast. I, I don't think I ever need to repeat that. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> two handed Sue will probably come up then. Fine. <laughs> so, uh, again, it, it, it is one of these weeks that. You kind of think, see what's happening on the pot because there's nothing to report. You know, yeah. this is where, uh, you know, there's no rumours, there's no nothing really happening, you know, signing boys or whatever. So it was kind of seeing uh, what, what else was happening. But with the bounce game, the reserves, the 18s, that's mm-hmm. when there's the sort of bigger. Oh, well, the 18s, yeah, that's a good shout. Well reminded their run. They played on Friday night away to Partick Thistle and they won 2 1 with a double from Darren Watson. The young lad that got injured during the reserve game, he hurt his hip, but he's obviously all right. Uh, and uh, we've we've got a goalkeeper that can save a penalty. Young no. Fraser, young Fraser Curid, Curid. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but he saved a penalty he was in on the second half. I'm pretty sure he was on the bench for the first team, and I went with Curid. But again, the, what I say and how I pronounce things, are never gospel. Nah, rarely gospel. Yeah. So that was another one. And uh, yeah, as Dan Watson, young Dan Watson looks like one for the future. Mm. Uh, and the, the women aren't in action. No, their next game's supposed to be next week. Uh, but as we mentioned last week, they've got three players called up to the Scotland yes. under 17 squad. Mm. So I'm, the, the game may go ahead. The yeah. game may get postponed. Well, we did get some signing news. Mm-hmm. So thanks to Billy, who texted me uh, and told me, uh, Steffi Simpson's just signed for United Ladies, or United Women's Team as is, uh, from Dryborough. She's a prolific goal scorer, great finisher, really fast. And Erin Ross is also signed from Dryborough a couple of weeks ago, box-to-box midfielder. So um, we hope it's true. <laughs> I don't doubt Billy mm-hmm. for telling me that. And uh, if it's not been announced yet, there's a wee exclusive for you. Yeah. He told me that last week, so it must be fine. And so the club might get done with tapping up players if they've not signed them yet and we've announced it. No, no, they've got like a connection. So, okay. I mean, that that's... Anyway, what else are we speaking about today? Um, <laughs> oh, I want to mention a charity match, by the way, right? So, um, J- Jimmy got in touch with me, Jimmy Hogg, who's a 
avid listener of the podcast and just said there's a charity game coming up um, that might be an interest to mention. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, there's a charity football match involving ex-United players. So there's the link. This is why we mention it. So it's planned in memory of a young girl who would have turned 21 this year. So Sarah Addison, she was born with a rare brain disorder. It's called Rett Syndrome. And she died in 2003 when she was just five years old. So her dad, Stephen, and a group of friends are putting on a match against ex-pros this month to raise funds for the ward that treated his daughter throughout her life, which is a you know a real wonderful thing to do. And, you know, she spent most of her life in hospital and they wanted to do something special for her. It would have been her uh, 21st birthday. So Rett Syndrome, it's a genetic brain condition that affects language coordination and movement. It's estimated to affect one in 12,000 girls each year and is, and is only rarely seen in males. So they're looking to raise money towards War 29 at, um, at Nine Wells. So they've raised thousands of pounds before, but they want to do something a wee bit different. So what he's done is he's got a team of ex-pros to play. So Stephen's obviously a little bit older mm-hmm. now. So him and his mates, they used to play together for the Anchor Bar in Broughty Ferry, are putting the strips back on, putting the boots back on. Hopefully know the same strips. On the <laughs> well, no comment on that. So they will play against a team, uh, including Lee Wilkie, Willow Flood and John Daly, to name a few. So it should be quite an interesting one because let's be honest, on that list, Willow Flood's probably the youngest. So Willow Flood about two hours ago in the gym. Oh, there you go. So he's in training for it. <coughs> he must be. He's in training he must for be. it. Yeah. The game is going to be held at Glenesque Park, home of the Violet. <coughs> Excuse me. It's on. It's a week. Well, I was going to say a week today when we're recording this. It's on Sunday, the twentieth of October, with a two fifteen kickoff. So you can go along, see some of the ex-pros playing and that. And it was just something we wanted to mention. There'll be collection buckets at the game. If anyone wants to donate a couple of quid, a few quid, five or ten or whatever you're feeling, you know, the price of two pies for Paul plus entry, you know, that's a good ten quid you're stuck in in that bucket if you're yeah. going along. If you wish to donate to the War 29 fundraiser, you can visit the fundraising page. You can search for it on Just Giving. So something that uh, it's just worth a mention. I think uh, stuff like that... Um, doing it for a, a really good cause and stuff. And, um, you know, I think uh, Sean Dillon's also playing as well, by the way. Davey Bowman's likely to turn up. We're going to need a strong ref. <laughs> so someone's going to have to be. So uh, Jimmy mentioned it. Uh, if, if we just give it a wee plug, we being sort of United related, but it was also his niece as well. So it's a real close thing. So if you are yeah. going along to that, uh, do have a fantastic day, raise a lot of money and, uh, who knows? Just just make Willow Flood the pantomime villain or something. Just Got have it. a bit of fun with it. Yeah. So um, just wanted to mention that. So if you're going along, that's next week. And uh, we'll tweet the link throughout this week as well as a wee reminder. So let's turn our attention to Sir Lawrence of Shanklinshire and being capped for Scotland. Now, let's take away the shit show of a game mm. and just appreciate the effort, the commitment and everything he's done in two years and about three months. Mm. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah. What I love about it is the genuine seeth of everyone on TV and radio, especially the BBC, mm-hmm. who have not got a place for it and hate it. And when people like Chris Boyd, 
who turned his back on his country, mm-hmm. says he shouldn't be picked. There are words I would use, but because it's a podcast, shit's about as far as we go. Yeah. But he can F off in the correct direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're no great fans of Chris Boyd on uh, this podcast, that's for sure. Uh, probably for his goals record against our beloved Dundee United more than anything. Uh, but he loves an opinion and that's what he gets paid for these days. Uh, and I think the more controversial the opinion, the more people gravitate towards it, unfortunately. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and also you've got them from the team mm-hmm. who say it's embarrassing, yeah. you know, because obviously they all support English because England, because that's what they do, mm-hmm. um, that he's been picked playing in the championship. But the very short memories that mm. Ian Black was picked while Lee, playing... Lee Wallace? Um, yes, in Lee Division Wallace 3, Grass, um, who, who who were picked playing in Division 3. Yeah. So I I, I, I don't go to League 2, whatever it's called now, but come on, yeah, be I mean, yourself. Well, the simple... I mean, I, I've without actually having read the majority of Boyd's uh, column last week, uh, he was obviously having a go at Shanklin, mm. but... I don't know. Did he throw up any alternative names? I mean, who we got? The best striker that Scotland have, in my opinion, and I think yours, is Lee Griffiths. I was going to say Lauren Shanklin, but all right, we'll have Lee Griffiths. It's it's Griffiths without a doubt. Yeah. And then it's quite a drop off to the next guy. I'm not even sure who the next guy is. Maybe Stephen Naismith. We've got £20 million Ollie McBurney, who was injured. You've got Oliver Burke, who's out on loan at Alaves. Playing as a central striker, who I don't think he's ever been a central striker. He has, what age is he? Is he 21, 22 or something? He has moved for a ridiculous amount of money for a guy his age, uh, relatively, I suppose, because you'll get Brazilians that move for mayor. Uh, but he's, I'm sure he's on his third loan spell. 22. Right, and he's on his third loan spell, having moved for a shed load of cash. He's, he's no getting it in the same way that three years ago, Shankland was maybe no getting it, albeit at a lower level, but the penny dropped and Shankland has now applied himself fully and properly into his chosen profession and he's he's reaping the rewards. Oliver Burke went to Leipzig for 13 million, he then went to West Brom for 15 million and then had a loan at Celtic where he, he, wasn't, he wasn't brilliant. He's a headless chicken. And is uh, 22 and has played, I don't know, a grand total of about 85 games in his career. 103 games in his career. And he's went for a lot of money. 30 million. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's probably a very wealthy young man as well. Yeah, do all right. You do all right. Yeah, but uh, for, for the actual game on Thursday night, the first half, it was like the Alamo, I thought. I mean, Scotland, I dare say the whole nation probably would have been fairly happy if it had to finish nothing's up. Uh, but in the first half, it was nothing's up. And... It was all Russia. We couldn't have got out of our box at some points. And then when halftime came, the change was made. I'm not sure if Burke was injured or if it was like a tactical thing because I've not really read anything after the game. Uh, but for the first 10 to 15 minutes of that second half, I thought Shanklin done very well. Like he was getting the ball in. He was laying off. He was holding it up. He was trying to bring others in. He made some no-bad runs. Uh, and then the arse just fell out of the team and he never got another sniff. To be honest with you, but that was always that was always the fear against uh, against Russia that we were just not going to create anything to supply. I mean, we could have had Cristiano Ronaldo up front, and he wouldn't have got a chance. 
he would have had to get the bar, favour the fence and beat Abdi to hear a shot at goal himself. We just didn't create nothing at all. Nothing worth a note. Today, or yesterday, when you guys are now listening to this, uh, I would I would say this is the, the game to play Shankland from the start because if if, we, if we're not creating chances against San Marino, now we all we all think that we're no the best just now, Scotland as a national team, but we still should comfortably be beating San Marino. They are the lowest ranked team in the FIFA rankings. There's nobody below them. There's nobody worse. No, Lucky United would give them again. And they got nine for Belgium last week. Mm. You know, Scotland nearly got nine for Belgium the other <laughs> month. Very, very true. Yeah, I think there was <clears throat> there was one picture that summed up from Thursday night. Uh, it's a picture from behind the goal that uh, the big lad who is uh, who who put the ball puts the ball in the net. Zuba, aye, and uh, he might rival you in height. I would take him. No, nah. no, I'm not, I didn't even convince myself. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. You, you, you said that, and you were. I looked in your eyes, and you were shouting yourself. Um, so there was a picture from behind the goal, and it features uh, one of the centre halves on the deck looking into the goal, and the other centre half not even facing the player. Mm. And it just summed up the day. It summed up the night. It was horrific. But I hope by the time this comes out is we have got a win that might give a bit of a boost going towards the final couple of games. Um, and we've won a couple of goals we haven't conceded. And, of course, there's an Andy Robertson cross to a Lorne Shankland head. Yeah. But we'll see. That would be great. We'll see. Do we know if his name's up on the International Honours Board yet? If it's no, we'd hope by Monday morning yeah. it shall be. I, I imagine crossed. we will see the token picture of him pointing yeah. at it. I saying, hope so. I hope so. There I am. It's the 53rd name on, or it will be the 53rd name on mm. our International Honours Board. Yes. That's quite an achievement for a, yeah. a wee team like, maybe in no, like us. Maybe in November we could we could look at a wee guess who's on the board or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll need to remember to take a picture of it when I walk past I, it. I've got a picture on my phone, Ron, don't you worry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of that. The, and one thing is, um, yeah, get him on the honours board. Let's get him a goal. Let's get, uh, and I'm about to lead into this, get his value up. Because this has been a talking point. <clears throat> it has, but I think it's I think it's like a moot point because what does it matter? Like, what does it matter? Like, if we if we were to sell him in the summer for a million or if we sell him in the summer for 10 million the way the way I understand United to be working these days it's Mr Ogren that will be cashing that cheque as long as he's paying the bills and keeping us afloat and reinvesting some of it I would imagine that that's great but he's he's there to make money he's stated that it's no a secret he's not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes so to me it doesn't really matter I, I dare say just for like Kudos, you want to have a player that you've been able to sell for, Christ, it's five million, but that's that's probably silly talk just now, but who knows if he keeps going the way he's going, mm. uh, especially if it's a team down south that buy him, because how much did people spend on Ollie Burke? Yeah, well, there you go. And no. that's just a gamble, you would argue. Yeah. Uh, so to me, it doesn't, really, it doesn't really matter what he's valued at, because... It's no a case of well, United will then have X amount of millions in the bank. It will just it will just go to the Ogrens. And if as long as they're keeping us afloat and doing right by us, I, I don't really have an issue with that. To be honest with you, I'd, I'd rather we keep we kept them 
because I don't care how much money Mr Ogren's got in his bank account. I care about seeing boys on the park that can create and score a goal and win games and, and fight for the badge. That's what I want to see. I'm not caring about zeros behind valuations. And Duncan Ferguson went for four million. Mm-hmm. We were in the top league and Rangers were paying a lot of money. Mm. I'd, I'd be surprised just because we're in the championship. I'd be surprised if somebody's going to bid. Uh, to me, that would be silly money. But I, I would, I could accept the argument that it's not really silly money when you see some of the fees that get bandied about down south. Oliver, uh, Ollie McBurney, twenty million pounds. Yeah, but a team was it Sheffield United, so they were in the same league as him last season when he was at Swansea, oh. and apparently he scored twenty odd goals or something. So they're they obviously rate him, and he must he's got to be a half decent player. Like I'd, I've never seen it, you've never seen it, the majority of Scotland haven't seen it, but he's got to be a half decent player. But half decent players down there go for twenty million quid. Yes, I would say that Shanklin's probably better than a half decent player on the on the evidence that we've witnessed so far this season and against us last season. Yeah. So hopefully he gets a second cap, mm. goal on the honours board, and hopefully he gets a goal for him for himself. Exactly. Good times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a time to be alive being a Scotland fan right now. I know. Well, in fairness, if it wasn't for the fact that Shankland is in the squad, um, I probably wouldn't even be all that interested in this game. Like, I would I would look for the result, but I wouldn't have go out my way. Like, I'm taking the, the young lad to the match this, this afternoon. Uh, that'll be his first Scotland game. And he's only wanting to go because Shankland's playing. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that that's probably like a tangerine tinted view of the whole thing, but it'll be interesting to see what the crowd is like today, uh, because I can see there being not much more than ten thousand, possibly. Maybe I said twenty. 20. I gave you twenty because there'll be tickets sold already. I gave twenty, but maybe no so much now. Now the way you're looking, yeah, I'll maybe, go, I'll maybe go fifteen then. Who knows? Yeah, no, I'd stick stick with your twenty. But I'll. I mean, you know, it should sell out. Giving it's cheap. Yeah, 27 bucks. Yeah. Right then, to watch it's, San Marino, the worst team in the right hands. To watch Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> move move it to Tynecastle or Easter Road. Fill it. McDermott. Fill it. 10,000. You know, but if it goes to Easter Road, if you sell it out though, the atmosphere's great. Yeah. Regardless who you're playing. But. I know, but it's that's common sense, Ron. We've got no place for common sense in very, Scottish football. Very so, true. So take that thought and throw it in the bin, please. Yeah. Keeping with an international theme. Um, we put on Twitter this week and uh, Facebook and Instagram across our social media with international football taking over and Shanklin being capped. Uh, we want to know who the best uncapped players to play for Dundee United were. Um, thank you very much again to everyone who did get in touch. It caused some debate, it caused some arguments and it caused, well, he was a pretty good player. Yeah. So we're just going to go through them. We'll try and get through as many as we can because uh, we've got the Q&A as well, which is, uh, it's got some great questions in it. Um, so we'll start, uh, we'll head to Twitter first. Doug says, Hamish. Yeah. Very, very popular, by the way. Yeah. Uh, overlooked and Ralphie was shafted. Mm-hmm. I will certainly give you two right there that are correct. Yeah, well, Ralphie's, Ralphie was on my list because I wrote down five players myself. So, yeah, Hamish was quite a popular choice, I think, from people uh, getting back to us. And, uh, well, anybody that saw Ralphie, 
<laughs> it's, it's it's crazy that he never even got one cap. Mm. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, Doug says for the younger generation, Eric Pedersen should have had a cap for Norway. Mm. Uh, Andy Clayton, who obviously is loving life at the minute with his mm-hmm. fiance, uh, Mister Shankland. Um, yeah, Christian Calvinus. He's a good player for us. Yeah. Yeah. Very good player. Uh, Tom Cairns, who we. He's the he's the United Yoda. Yes. Obviously depends on your age, but for all the old buggers, it has to be Dennis Gillespie, mm. a fantastic, committed, extremely talented player who would have walked into the Scotland team had he played for one of the ugly sisters. Yeah. Yeah. And like that my dad gave me a list of players as well, and Dennis Gillespie was was on his. I mean he, he played four hundred and fifty five times for us, hundred and fifteen goals. He was uh he's obviously a good player for us, certainly, but I mean, we we can only go on what the older supporters are, are telling us on that because obviously we never we never had a chance to see him. But that was that was also a shout for a good few people. Dennis Gillespie, uh, Scaff Jim, uh, he gave us a massive laughing. He was just googling people. To be fair, uh, but he did mention uh, your pal Roger Bowley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would never cap him. I would. I'll defend him. I would never cap him. He did give a massive name, but I'm pretty sure he was taking the piss. Uh, but he did give a massive list, including that Ralphie Millen was also on his uh, mm-hmm. list. Uh, Tomo eighty three, uh, Guido Van der Kamp would have been on there. He was a very good player. He was. And I'm just putting him in because I liked Guido. That's yeah, yeah, like the reason him. I'm mentioning him. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, who was who were the Dutch keepers at that oh, time? You know, that's what you thought. Uh, it would be. It would have been pretty good though. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure like Theo Schnelders Schnelders was... Dehoy possibly yeah yeah they weren't as great back then Hans van Brooklyn maybe or was that the end of his career oh now he's just whipping out names I don't know um let's move on let's move on uh, <laughs> uh Kev Craig definitely Craig Brewster I've got Brewster on my uh also oh. Redford and Welsh deserved call-ups Brian Welsh the problem with that was were pretty, quite good defensively then. Yeah. I think, but... Brian Welsh could still get a call up right now because uh, we are absolutely a louping at the back. <laughs> Certainly in the centre of that defence. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eddie says, Ralphie, uh, Brian Orr said, without a doubt, Ralphie and Hamish, a low capped previously, Billy Thompson deserved at least one Scotland appearance during his time at Paradise. Yes, he's on my list as well. I thought Billy Thompson was outstanding for us, uh, but probably due to Jim Layton and his bandy legs, that's mm. how he never... He never got a, a call up uh, for, uh, for Scotland while he was with us. Andy Boyd adding Doug Smith and mm-hmm. a nod should go to Jimmy Simpson. He was the first United player picked for Scotland, the touring squad, but signed by Rangers the day before the squad left for the tour. Oh, maggots! <laughs> yeah, Doug Smith. He was uh, like I was checking. I was checking him out because he was on my old man's list. So I, I didn't hear a big monologue about Doug, but he was a centre half. Uh, who later became a director he played 628 times for United he was never booked but as I say centre half he was 5 foot 9 there you go that's something else he he probably if that was in today's world and he was to show up at training and say I'm a centre half we would try to change him he'd be a winger he'd be a winger or or something else but a a full back maybe he'd be a winger yeah we wouldn't have a 5 foot (laughs) 9 Centre half, but there you go. He's one of our. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's one of our most, uh, one of the players with the most appearances for the club. Uh, John Miles said, "Alan Main deserved a cap during his time with us. Um, 
but really deserve one at, at Saints where he was very consistent. Uh, Ralphie the stick on, never again a cap. Um, Andrew Howe says, without shadow of a doubt, it has to be John Clark. Mm, he was outstanding. My favourite ever United player. Uh, Stuart Todd, Ralph Milne was the obvious one. Billy Thompson not getting a cap when playing for us was a scandal. And he thought Ian Ferguson not getting a cap in 97 was a very, very strange one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to go back to Alan Min, I'm... Sh- I'm- like he was my he was my first hero. Like I know that when I'm when I'm sitting here as a forty two year old idiot these days, and I look back and I'm thinking Nere Sturrock, but Alan Main was my first United hero for mm. whatever reason. Absolutely loved him, and I'm sure that he got picked for a Scotland squad, and he was going to be getting a cup. Uh, it was against Malta, and he hurt his back, and I'm not sure if that he was his bad injury. Yeah. Yeah, he had to get surgery on it. He was out for months, mm-hmm. but he would have got capped if it wasn't for sheer bad luck that time. But that was when Guido took over. Oh, yeah. like 94 one, season. One door closes, one door opens. Yeah. But uh, like Alan Main, I was I was the fanboy back in the day for Alan Main. That, that will surprise mm. no one. Uh, Samson says, John Holt, John Clark and Freddie van der Hoorn. Yeah, de- definitely John Holt. Again, Freddie van der Hoorn, I wouldn't be, I'm not overly certain who the, would it be Koeman? Would he be? Yeah. Probably. So he's up against Koeman, so that would be. And? Yeah, I don't know what type of point I'm trying to make here. But um, definitely John Holt, Mr. Mr. Reliable, Dependable. You know, he play in a number of positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Campbell says Graham Payne. Me before my time, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, same here, but I've never heard anybody say that he wasn't anything other than fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Tom Henry says, Hey, Mr. Goalie, I know you played for Scotland League Select in Scotland on 21, but never ca- couldn't believe you ever received a full cap. Andy Roland, our famous uncapped Arab, mm-hmm. Derek Stark, uh, and I'm going to stop now to give others a chance, could probably name a full starting 11. Maybe you mentioned Danny Swanson. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. He's on my list. He's on Maybe. like you've a lot of the names that you've said and that guys have sent in to us. I'm in complete agreement with, but on my list that you've no mentioned is Danny Swanson. Um, on his day, he was class. Food is life. Eighty three says Craig Brewster, uh, Andrew Hopkins. I'd agree with that. Uh, the Brewster thing. Uh, Duncan Shearer, Craig Brewster would have been a good shout back then, mm. which I think is yeah. all right. Um, Hamish Sieb Ralphie. And uh, that was from Ian Strachan and uh, Ortega replied, that's the podcast done, five seconds. <laughs> um, Ian Ferguson's popular, John Holt, uh, Shell Olofsson. Big Shell. Mark McFarlane says Shell Olofsson. Yeah. Uh, Grumpy Dundonian also said that as well, was in there. Uh, some of the other ones, um, Christian Calvin has popped up a couple of times. That was Phil over on Instagram. James Owens on Instagram said, uh, Nadir Chiefchi. Yeah. I think he was close. Was he not close a couple of times? To Turkey. To getting a, to getting a call up. Possibly, yeah. You know, because it's just uncapped players. I mean, it didn't have to be Scotland, obviously. No, 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 no Just clearly. uncapped. No, he, was, he was good for us. Uh, Olsen, George Fleming, says Arab KFG on uh, Instagram. Um, there was one question. Barry Robson, was he capped well at United? I'm pretty sure he's on the board. Just, yeah, I think. Yeah, he's on the board. Because he would have made more appearances at Celtic. Shock horror. Yeah. You know? And what else did we have? Uh, Breeze DUFC, John Daly, Yaroslav Foyut, uh, Ralphie Milne. And what about Keith Watson, considering our lack of right-backs for years? Now, yeah. right-backs for Scotland is still a problem position. Massively. Still a problem position. Massively. Uh, Jimmy says Craig Conway. He's on the board, is he not? 
I would have thought you might have just. Um, are you? Um, I'm you, going to be trying to find it. For that photo, I'm going to be trying to find it, but I'm pretty sure that Craig Conway is on the honours board. Uh, our good friend over in Argentina, Damien Castellanovo, has been uh, his request. Or DUFC underscore Arge is in there. You're frantically looking for that photo now, aren't you? Damien Castellanovo. <laughs> Why is he not? He should be capped instead of who? Just capped, right? <laughs> Just capped. <laughs> who the hell okay. would you leave with the Argentinian team to put? Damien, he, he can score with his hand. He can. Uh, well, you still look and 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 try and prove that. Uh, Stuart Irvin says John Daly, uh, John Wright. Without doubt, it'd be Doug Smith and Dennis Gillespie. Other we shout for Jim Henry and possibly Andy Rowland. Uh, United weren't fashionable, but then uh, Aaron Bernard says Alex Cleland. He was a good player. For he us. was my favourite player when I was a mascot when I scored against Alamein front the shed. Yeah, 1992 against Hibs telling you uh, David Stewart had to believe Billy Thompson ever got his cap Ian Ferguson would have been worth it uh, Gary Cassidy Ralph Milne simple yep I have to agree uh, Ian Phillips might have dreamt this but there was a no briefly a story that due to his great granny having a Scottish gardener there was a chance of a call up for Nadir Chiefchi would have loved that would have absolutely loved that and uh, Chris Madden says in more recent times Danny Swanson which I think was also mentioned by Tom and possibly Stevie as well mm. um, and that was them all yeah. so thank you very much well Craig, Craig Conway was capped ah, when, he, when he was with us okay uh, probably just got in by the ball hair although so, uh, I'm not seeing Barry Barry Robson so Barry Robson didn't get capped well, there. Minute, there's two boards there's two sides to the board. There is. Not no Barry Robson. There you go then. That's a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. He did mention that in the interview done with Simon Ferry about I'm talking shite, folks. Barry Robson was capped <laughs> in two thousand and seven right. whilst at Dundee yeah. United. Because he definitely only got capped maybe once or twice. Yeah. And probably should have been capped yes. about a year or two before it. And I'm sure he says that. And if he didn't, I've just made that up. Anyway. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a I mean, it's a pity because fr- looking at that board, we've got Prince Boabin, we've got Morgaro Gomez, Craig Conway, should have had Swanson capped as well. Yes. That was a hell of a midfield around about that time. No, not to be. It was not to what's be. The last, what's the last sort of five or so names on that board? The last five Sofranco's names. Franco's the last one. Pavel Sofranco was capped last year. Yeah. Before that, it's Ryan McGowan. Yeah, for that. Uh, in 2015. Yeah. We've then got Henry Anier, the Estonian Jesus, in 2015. We then have the man with the magic hat, Paul Payton, 2014 for Northern Ireland. Mm. Mm. Uh-huh. And then the fifth, the last one, would be another Australian run. Who would that be? Oh, um, wasn't our player. No, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, what was his name again? Curtis Good. Curtis Good. Yeah. So he was capped whilst at us as well. Yeah. So there we go. Shankland on it, and there should have been more. Correct. But Shankland will be the 53rd name on our board. So congratulations to you, Sir Lawrence. We, okay. know, you, we know you listen. Right. Uh, right now, let's have a wee look at On This Day in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. I've got some games and a birthday this week, plus a look at our uh, WDL record, which is win, drawn, loss. Okay. So, uh, but WDL uh, sounds cool. Everybody knew that. 
probably. Uh, Starting with the matches, uh, but no particular order, by the way, because I forgot. Um, the home debut of Gary McSwigan and Owen Coyle's first appearance after his transfer the day before attracted the highest crowd of the season to Tannadice back in 1995. But it was a match in which events off the field were to cast a shadow over proceedings. Uh, Andy McLaren brought down on the edge of the area. Jim Bett stepped up to curl the free kick just inside Alan Maines near post in the 35th minute. But the drama instantly uh, switched to off the field when Saints manager and United legend Paul Sturrock collapsed and was stretched away and taken to Ninewell's Hospital. When play got underway, it was United who dominated in the run-up to the interval uh, after Owen Coyle and Rab Shannon headed and shot over respectively. Uh, United's new strike force combined to him in magnificent fashion uh, for the second goal. Gary McSwiggan acutely uh, backheeled the ball in Owen Coyle's path and he took the ball round Alan Main to slot home, his first goal for the club. John McQuillan got a goal back, but it was too late and we won 2-1. Mm-hmm. Were you at that game? Yes. Yeah, I was there. It was uh, it was a, a fairly horrible when that when mm. that happened with, with Luggy. The atmosphere, as you would expect, it just completely fell. And uh, I'm pretty the game kind of continued. No, did it not? I think the game kind of continued on, but majority of people were looking out at the dugout to see what was going on. Uh, but thankfully, he, he got better. Mm-hmm. In 1978, a sensational opening burst. Uh, so United take the lead in the first minute against Celtic. After good play from Derek Addison and Billy Kirkwood, United's fullbacks combined with Frank Capel collecting a Ray Stewart cross and the defender fired low past uh, Peter Latchford from 15 yards as the ball went off the post. Now, the only reason I mention this, because nothing else happened in the game, is uh, but we won 1-0 against Celtic at Tannadice. That's the only reason I mention that. We shouldn't need a reason to mention beating Celtic anywhere because it's so rare that it happens. Yeah. Uh, it used to be more frequent back in the day, that's for sure. Exactly. In 1989, we lost 2 1 at Ibrox. Michael O'Neill got our goal from the penalty spot, but we mentioned this just to read out the starting 11 mm-hmm. from that day Billy Thompson, Alex Cleland, Dave Neri, Miodrag Kravokapik, Morris Malpass. John Clark, Jim McAnally, Michael O'Neill, Dave Bowman, Kevin Gallagher, and Darren Jackson. Was the 11 on duty in 89? And we got beat. Uh, we got beat 2-1. That's a good team. That's a good team. Me a drag Kravaka pitch though. What bit, can you remember him? Just before your time? No, I do remember him, but I remember of the foreign players around that it's Freddie yeah. van der Hoorn I remember more but can you did he go Motherwell yeah yeah, yeah. he was he was brilliant at United yeah I, I always remember my granddad he used to call me a drag cricket pitch he couldn't uh, <laughs> he couldn't have pronounced it was he, doing, uh, was he announcing the names that's usually what, that's, that's a me that's a me right there no but uh, Mio was Mio brilliant. drag cricket pitch get on he was silky smooth as well not sure why he left if maybe a fallout with a wee Jim or, or something no one fell out with a wee Jim you're on about Ach, there might have been something lost in translation uh, 2017 our recent good form uh, came to a, an abrupt end and a desperately disappointing defeat at the Tony Macaroni Arena the spaghetti had if you will against Livingston uh, the defeat saw United slip to 4th place in the league being overtaken by their newly promoted opponents we got beat 2-0 and from what I remember of the away day we were shite horrendously shite if it's the game that I'm thinking of their first goal was a a long clearance from their keeper everybody left it Harry Lewis backed off 
and the boy tucked it in for a tight angle and then in the second half big Todorov I'm sure it was scored in the that, that guy Todorov he actually looked quite good that day he played centre half in the first half and then he was centre forward in the second half and I thought this boy's a player he's not a player we were just absolutely shit that day yeah we were, it wasn't even that good no nah. uh, in 2006 we got pumped for Celtic at Tanadice Nakamura ran right with a hat trick mm. and I wouldn't normally praise, not, praise an opposition player especially one for the old firm but he was absolutely brilliant playing in Scotland Nakamura he was such a good footballer mm. such a good footballer um, to make matters worse we actually went 1-0 up and we got beat 4-1 but there is a tedious link to this that your mate Mike McCurry was the referee oh. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to jump on your praising old firm players bandwagon. I only praise Nakamura because certainly not going to praise Mike McCurry. He was just, and because he wasn't Scottish, or anything, he's not Scott Brown. He Did he not wear a hairband? He did what you like. He was brilliant. He was a good player. Yeah, yeah but Asian David Beckham, or more popular than David Beckham, I think in Asia. Yeah, yeah, in Asia, good player. That's the only reason I mention that. Yeah, we'll we'll never mention him again. Uh, our win, draw and loss record for the 14th of October, by the way, is played 13, won 6, drew 1 and lost 6, scoring 25 and conceding 32. Hmm. There you go. And we have a single birthday to mention, Fair. It's a player who progressed through the youth system at United. Uh, he was playing the reserves. He then became a Scotland Schools Youth Under 21 and Fool International. So he is on mm-hmm. that board. Um, he was part of the United side in 96-97 that won the Youth League over the next two seasons he had frequent first team outings by 99-2000 he was established in the lineup. Uh, the striker was then a regular for four years was top scorer in 0-1-0-2 and joint top scorer in the next campaign would you hazard a guess of who he is uh... he was sold as part of a swap deal. I haven't a clue. In January 2003, hmm. Billy Dodds oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. moved in uh, one of the directions. Yeah. 163 appearances, 32 goals. Stephen Th- Thompson Tomo, yeah. is 41 today. He, How many years was he at? I said about seven years or so. Probably something like because that. Because he was the most frustrating player to watch for about six and a half of the years. And then he took a game and pissed off. So I'm still a wee bit, a wee bit, a wee bit better about that, to be honest with you. Uh, he played, uh, he made his debut as a sub in 96, 97, doesn't really count. He only played 12 games in 97, 98. Mm-hmm. But for five years, from 98 to 2003, he played a bit more. But he never prolific. You know, he was 32 goals for a strike and 160 games for a snow prolific. No, he but. was uh, anything other than prolific, to be honest with you. He was all right. He, he kind of, he'd done a job, but he never really excelled. And then he, as I say, he started to take a game the last six months. Mm. Rangers came in for him and it was adios. Do you remember what squad number he wore? Uh, 20 something? No, too high. 19. 19. 19. There you go. So nothing to do with so that. So many good games he had for a while. I think you might be clutching at straws with that one. Mm. I think you might be. But that is on the stay. Thank you very much to the Arab Archive, as always, for helping us out with that. And to finish... This week's episode, we turn to the social media Q&A now. We'll put cards on the table, and I have only seen about three of these questions. Okay. The notifications yesterday 
went mental. So thank you very much to every single person who sent us a uh, question. They didn't have to be United related, as you're about to find out. <laughs> and we'll get through as many as we can without boring you. Um, and I don't think you've seen many either. But, no. So this is... We're winging it. Pretty much winging yeah, it across all it. our social media platforms. All right. So we'll start on... Uh, We'll start on Facebook, then we'll go to Instagram, then we'll go to Twitter, all right? Um, our first question is from Ian and Lionel, lying by the pool in Orlando with their taps off. And they ask, what's your worst match day fare you have experienced? Hmm. I will go and tell you. Okay. Um, because I'll jump into some of these. Not You don't have to answer them all, obviously. I'm just reading them. Um, breaking away... Uh, pre-season no it was the league was it pre-season I can't mind and obviously when you go to some of these lower grounds the food is a little cheaper mm, because for a, for a reason well sometimes yeah so Bridie Bovril the Bridie roasting hot on the outside yeah. stone cold in the middle yeah well worth a pound fifty <laughs> garbage so that and the um, not unbeefy sensation the Brun Pisswater uh, yeah. Bovril was Haugen. It was horrible. Yeah. So you go. I, I can't I think of any offhand. I mean... Because you've been to that many? I've or? been to that many and I'll eat anything. Uh, but certainly this season, Air United's pies were uh, red <laughs> rotten. So I would have to say that. I can't really think back. My memory's not the best. There you go. So thanks Ian and Lionel. So Ian, stick your tap back on. Um, hi to Ian... Uh, on Facebook as well, another Ian, coolest United player. Nothing to do with skill, goals, just the coolest United player. It's got to be somebody that's got like the porno tash or the... I mean, to be fair, coolest United player. I once seen um, Stuart Armstrong walking through the overgate, right? Mm. With... um, He didn't have his sunglasses on because I really would have questioned that. With a jumper kind of over him on the back you know mm. just I'm, I'm trying to show Paul what I mean here yeah so you had the jumper over him over his back looking like Carlton for the Fresh Prince yes okay beautiful hair yeah he looked he, he looked he looked immaculate that yeah. day I mean you're probably thinking Ian Harks but I can't think of anybody um, else he was he was he was pretty he was pretty cool I'd have to say he was pretty cool just in that yeah. sense <laughs> uh, I, again I'm, I'm not sure um, probably Probably Siggy Jonsson because he was everything was effortless. Mm. Everything was effortless with him. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was. Mm. So I'm going to say Siggy. All right. Um, Matt Wardrop says favorite ever games at Tanadice and away from home. Uh, lots to pick from. Lots yeah. to pick from. The Partick playoff is huge. The Motherwell game in '94, although it was two all, was just a great game. Brewster's two goals were brilliant. Um, any of the games a few years ago when we were pumping teams four and five nil, there was one game Ryan Gold scored an absolute screamer in the top bin. Um, I think we won four nil that day or whatever. They for me would would be up there and an away game. I tell your mother well away, ninety four was pretty special. That was pretty special. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Um The Cup finals count as away games. Nah, no. nah, because I think they'd both be up there for me. Yeah, and as with the cup finals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
probably cup semi-finals run. <laughs> nah, I think a, a we neutral go, venues. Nah, I think we go away. I think you would have to go away. St. Johnson away. at McDermott. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, one, of the, one of the more recent ones for... Sh- I actually saw somebody post it on... Uh, I think it's a Twitter account called Footy Limbs or something. <laughs> the United at Falkirk oh, a couple of years oh, ago. yes. That was... Utter mayhem when is that when you saw Riley running along the front? Is yeah, that that game? Yeah, the white Usain Bolt. Uh, that was just absolutely incredible. Uh, but I mean, there's there's moments in games where I could I can distinctly remember it, but I kind of like United's against uh, Slask against that the Polish team. There was moments in that game where oh, it was just it was unbelievable. Yeah. Pinching yourself, it was good, and but then ultimately we we won the game, but got put out. So you kind of really say that's one of your favourites when you've. When you've been humped yes. at the tournament. Uh so we're getting an answer. It's basically what I'm pushing you for now. Any Derby victory at Tanadice and uh, well w- one one of them away from home would be uh, probably Dar- Derby's uh, can of beat beating the D's, let's be honest. So the six I- I'm two not gonna New look Year's that. Day was six six two at, at New Year at home. Uh but there's been there was games when I was at school we, we had Dundee midweek and uh, we beat them 4-0 at Dens one of my mates that was with me he went to the game with two shoes he come home with one shoe uh, and we won 4-0 Gary Boland scored I don't want to say it was a raker he had it for about 30 yards but I think it was Mathers at the time he just dropped it in the net it wasn't even I think it was straight up uh, but the games like that absolutely brilliant derbies for me are the best games mm. like beating Rangers 1-0 in, in the cup at Tannadice mm-hmm. Davy Robertson's Earth cheek scoring yes, the goal. Indeed. That, that was amazing. Uh and it wasn't an amazing game, but an amazing moment again. Shanklin's double against Arbroath the other week. I was beside myself when that second went in. So it's like we won the World Cup. Oh. Amazing. Yeah, so any any time we beat Dundee, basically right. for me. Um I'll take this one. Uh, Neil Halburton says we want a new tune when the teams come out from D one from one DJ to another. What's the chances? The chances are absolutely zero, Neil. Uh, the tune we come out to is nailed on. That's all I'll say on that. Uh, but there is a from when it's United plays after reading the teams. I'm quite happy to take suggestions for a couple of big tunes to get people up for it. And mm-hmm. if you have got any of them, you can message us on all the platforms, or you can message me direct on that. And I'm happy to take suggestions we currently play so do you only get a certain input into some of the the songs that get played no then? no 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 it's full 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 disclosure um and there's an agreement on on a couple of others right that's, okay that's it there's there's nothing else set in stone i just need to get the crowd up for it which mm-hmm. we're trying to do um and that's full disclosure on that there's mm-hmm. you know i i'm i try to do it i'm happy for people to suggest stuff that's why i always if md asks for a song I tend to play it. Yeah. You know, we don't go out and just purely ask for requests a lot of time because you do run out of time and really you get more requests than time when people are in because most people don't come into about half past two mm. after and there's about 45 minutes to fill a songs and then half time there's only four songs. So if someone does ask or I like to play a local act like we've had Billy Mitchell played, Carcel have played, Thieves I think are coming up. So anything like that, I'm happy to play. Yeah. You know, and there's quite an open, as long as we're kind of, you know, trying to create the atmosphere. You know, we're, we're not playing slow love ballads that you keep asking for, but um, but you never bloody play them. No, uh, so maybe um, House of Pain, jump around or something. It's weird. Do you make me sing it when you come in here? But you know, it sets um, the tone. 
uh, love is all around or whatever it is. So yeah, I'm I'm th- there's no kind of music around that. Or after we read the teams out and then play it United, you get it uh, gets to about uh, two fifty four, two fifty three, depending on when it is. So there's still an option. I think we play Avicii levels at the minute, and there's a couple others. But any suggestions? Chuck them to me. You can put them on the Dode Fox or message me direct. So there you go. Nice one. Um, Richard Aitken, when will Clark Robson and Butcher be back? Not a clue. Not a uh, clue. Hopefully this week. Yeah. Uh, Clark and Butcher are the most likely to be fit for Queen of the South, from what I've heard. And Robson's probably a bit of a long shot. Uh, Simon Adamson, first memory of being an Arab. Mines is going to the 1991 Cup final. It was the first game I had. It was in the. F- I had a strip by then, but it was the first game uh, that I went to. Yeah, when we got robbed, Almain was fouled. Yes. Mines. My first memory would be sitting on the wall at the Segi uh, with my old man and my granda, just uh, a couple of rows back, leaning against the the crush barrier, uh, and it was. If I'm honest, I can't remember the team, but it was either Kilmarnock or Morton. Uh, I was just sitting there, just thinking, this is. This is brilliant. And if you want the full story of that, by the way, it's in the very first episode that we've done of the podcast. Oh, right. You tell that story. Nice one. There you I, go. I can't remember. Um, Stu Vanett says, what's the worst three players ever to wear the tangerine shirt? Lansky. <laughs> Sorry, did I answer that too quick? Darren Patterson. Uh, I have to be one of the foreigners. Roger Bowley. How dare you? <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, you know what? And uh, I've, thanks very much, Stu, for the question. But, We've not got time to, to narrow no. it down to three. Well, does Lansky count? Of course he counts. But he never wore a tangerine strip. He was a goalkeeper. He still counts. Kelmo right, Hamlin's okay. a man. Right. Rodney Schneider, Walter <laughs> Rojas, although he never played for the first team, I'd definitely seen him wear a tangerine strip in that reserve game against Aberdeen. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Darren Patterson, Christ almighty, he's on that international board as well. Uh, Correct. That's how bad Northern Ireland must have been. <laughs> Because he was absolutely loping for us, he really was. Uh, and Rodney Snyder, well, we'll, we'll all, we all know about him. Mm. That was just a disaster of a signing. Yeah. Could have signed John McGinn, but nah. Nah, we'll um, take Rodney. Thanks very much, Stu. Uh, Tom Henry, most embarrassing signings. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> all of the above. I don't know. I'm not sure about embarrassing signings, but there was certainly a couple of guys that were signed that I can think of that, I wasn't on board with signing at all. Mm. Uh, one of them, Billy Dodds, believe it or not, because he was a wee, to me at the time, because I was younger, he was a wee blue-nosed so-and-so because he'd played for them. Mm. Uh, and the other one, when I was a wee bit older, but still just as daft, was Jim Hamilton when we signed him. I was thinking, good it, signing him for, he's loping. He'd he, he done all right for us, like, yeah. I suppose. But Billy Dodds, Christ, I was way off with that one. Yeah, totally. Way off. Uh, we've got a really good question from Duncan, but I want to keep it for a week on its own. So, okay. Duncan, I'm not ignoring your question, but it's a really good one. So, we're going to use that and you'll get full credit. And I've not just stole it. All right. Um, and Adam Milroy, best mustache. The best mustache. Yeah. You want to go first? I would just give one one name. I mean, if you've got a few, I mean, mine's just Guido, Guido, Guido or Seep. Oh, no, no, Guido or Seep. No. Go well, on, straight away, Hamish. It's before my time. Yeah, but you, you've seen before him. my time. He's, he's still it's got before it, Before my he time. And, uh, like, the Dundonian Tom Selleck, John Holt himself. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> ah, okay. He, he had the most magnificent tash in the team. 
I'm just saying, right? That that's what I'm saying. Guido, <laughs> bum fluff dash. You're you're blinkered. You've got what I've got for harks. <laughs> oh jeez. Anyway, you should see the look I'm getting right now. Let's move over to Instagram, right? We'll try and get through as many as he's, as we can. Uh, Corey Ferrier, realistically, where do you see United in five years' time? In the uh, top league. Probably top half. I, I, I agree. And I don't, I don't like agreeing all the time because it doesn't make for the young and the young. No, but, but I'll take that. Yeah, I think that's that's what we've got to be aiming for. So, And I think we've got the right guys in charge yep. these days. Uh, so yeah, top league, top half. Uh, Jimmy Hogg, uh, who do you think is the most underrated player at the club? And I'm assuming he means currently. Uh, which I think is tough. <laughs> most underrated player at the club. Jamie Robson for me, I think. I think because he, he goes about his business, he's not, he's not, he'll not get, he maybe doesn't get the headlines or I'm trying to think of a... Well, underrated by who? The fans? I think just in general. Don't have a go at me. I've got okay. Jimmy. No, I'm not having a go. I'm just, I'm just looking You're for that him. Jim. He's having a go at you. That's what's happening. Sake Jim. Um, uh, I don't know. Like I, Anytime I've seen Logan Chalmers, I like the look of him. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Anytime I've seen the uh, Declan Glass, I've liked to look at him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, we've put Declan Declan out on loan, and Logan's he's starting to get on the bench most games these days. Uh, so yeah, possibly they guys maybe. But, yeah, but they're not underrated by me. I, I think there's definitely players in there, but the fact that they're not in the in the squad, an overall <clears throat> Scott Banks is he. I wouldn't say he was underrated, but he's just bloody disappeared. Although he was nursing a knock this week. Uh, he got a dead leg in training or something. But yeah, I don't know. His situation's possibly a little bit different. Uh, Which kind of would tie in with what James has asked. What do you think's happening with Scott Banks? Well, I've I've no idea. I've absolutely no idea. We can only speculate. I think if anything, if we want to find out, probably ask Colleen Rooney. Given her, Allah, yeah, her efforts she, oh, over the week. She, her finger's on the pulse. She'll know exactly <laughs> what's happening. Poirot. Yeah. She'll know exactly what's happening. But I don't know. If you go on message boards, you, you read you read rumours that there's a, there's been a fallout. And But again, who knows? I hope not. No. I hope, hope he, there's not been a fallout. I hope, that, I hope he's just got a dead leg. Uh, and I hope he heals up and he, he, he starts getting back in and about the team. Yeah, there's a player in there that's for sure signs a contract and enjoys a couple of years I yeah. think he'll get he'll get everything that, yeah. that'll come to him over the years in an ideal him. world that's that's what we're looking for as United fans um, Eddie says "What ticket allocation for the Derby what do you know will there be queuing uh, from what you hear on some rumours we might just get behind the goal hmm. which could be a right pickle yeah, initial allocation. but I could see why they've done that because they they probably think, well, you boys done it to us. They uh, won't sell out their allocation. I'll tell you that now. No, well, the only time that they've sold that many tickets for a derby that I can remember certainly uh, was for the game when we ultimately came down into the championship, mm. uh, and that was <laughs> without without slating like uh, the mentality of the other team that was obviously a big thing for them it was a black day for us but that's probably a lot of schadenfreude went on that night in the city yeah, cup final wasn't it well it, it, it's, it's it kind of it's revered yeah it's, it's kind of they go on about it so 
Mm-hmm. But that, and I can look say, at- that was the only time. So depending on the forum, if they hit a wee bit of forum, they, they may sell. I mean, what does that leave? 8,000 tickets for them if we get three? Yeah. I mean, we sold more for the, the last RB at Tanadice. We sold about 10 or 11 or whatever it yep. was. So, yeah, I can see why they've done it. It kind of hinders boys like me and you trying to get a bloody ticket. <laughs> well, definitely hinders staff, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not ideal, but it is what it is. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, they can, they can celebrate their sellout that they had and look at that trophy in their cabinet. But anyway. Uh, Phil says, what's your thoughts on booing your own team? I tend not to do it. I and think... It, it's no it's no overly constructive, but I understand why people yeah, would boo. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. If if you're watching, and this is in general, because I was near, I, I was doing it at the TV on Thursday night. If you're served up piss poor everything in a game, do you be silent? I'm not sure you do. But I think it shows when it's positive and we've said it before, the players give you a reason, we'll back them. Mm. If we back them, we expect the same or we expect the effort. And it's like we've said before, see if we get beat 1-0, but our effort is there. Mm. You'll applaud them off the park and deservedly so. You could live with that, yeah. yeah. But, but it's when... Yeah, of course. But I, I as I say, I'm, I tend not to boo them. Uh, I just tend to see the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the worst, <laughs> the worst that I'll do is... If they've played crap, I'll just no clap them at the end. I'll just turn and head for the exit. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and half the time, they, they'll probably no clap us back either if they have played mm-hmm. stinking. But uh, booing, I, I, I don't do it. I've never really done it, to be honest with you. But each to their own, you know. Uh, You're too busy booing referees. That's oh, your oh, thing. Oh, I'll boo the shit out of a referee, but I'm not going to boo my own team. Yeah. That's my, that's my team. Yeah, I love them. I don't know, I've got any love for referees. You love one of them. Right, let's move over to Twitter. Mock chop Arab first up. Just who is the mysterious yet possibly dashing and oddly handsome and a certain light stranger who calls himself Mock Job Arab? Mm. I've no idea. No, he's anonymous. I've no idea. Yeah. I've no idea. You know the one thing about this, I was thinking of, this is one of the questions I saw yesterday, right? So uh what I was thinking was I bet I've been sat in the Heggy and he's there. Or she. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. It, was, it was similar with Siggy. Because <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I didn't know who so he was until a couple I, of weeks I don't ago. know who this possibly dashing, oddly handsome and a certain light stranger is. But um, I love I love their work. Yeah. Uh, I loved it on... I'd say it's a he. There. Okay. Sorry. You know. Um, you can't identify. It's up to them. Yeah, okay. Don't Could be wardrobes, that, fridges, males, females, yeah. you know. You know, she's got a turn of phrase, you know? <laughs> so, uh, not to plug another podcast, but anyway. Um, but he's done some great work for that as well with the photoshopping and stuff, and it's just great fun. And please, if it's not too much hassle, continue to do it. Continue to give us a bit of a laugh yeah. and enjoy it. So we we uh, we don't know. Uh, Daniel Glenn, on average, how many meals does the boy McNichol eat a week? From what I hear on one podcast, he eats more at a wayground than I do for a whole week. Yeah, uh, I don't miss many meals, that's for sure. Uh, I don't count them up, but uh, I feel like I'm going to end up with a complex on this because uh, there's a boy that I work with that he keeps checking what I'm eating during the day and he's putting his off and now we've got Daniel having a go at his for being a fat bassa. So, you know, I, I, I eat plenty, that's for sure. Uh, Shona says, how do you cope with fame? You'll have to answer that one. <laughs> it's nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. Uh, well... 
You got spotted yesterday. Yeah, that's got it's a height thing. It's a height thing. Plus, there's no many people will spot a guy with two pies and like a pie in each hand. That's that's unusual. But how are you coping with this fame? As in the restraining order of Ian Harks and the. Uh, well, that's a, that's a hindrance. <laughs> that's a hindrance when I try to take the wee man out of training. Being the podcast guy. The podcast guy. Well, yeah. It's. Uh, listen, listen, if people want to come and speak, I'm totally fine with that. This, this, we, this is something we enjoy doing, something no, we like doing. Of for, course, 100%. For the people that, that take the time to listen mm. on the good weeks and the bad weeks, because, mm. you know, on the bad weeks, it's not as many. And no. that's just the truth because Nadie can probably be asked with it, that's given, true. given the, the drivel we're served up. If people want to take time and come and chat and speak about United or whatever, it's it, abs- absolute privilege. I love doing it, mm. chatting about it. And, yeah. uh, you know, you getting stopped for the autographs is the weird thing, but we'll live with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, I know it's a tongue-in-cheek question from her, but I just thought, you know what? We'll make sure we answer that question. No, it's 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 nice when people, as you say, it's usually happens in the heggy uh, when somebody will come up and say that they listen, and you just hear we blather about the football. That's great. That's absolutely fantastic. And they just say we're talking shite yet because we already know that we got a wee bit of that last week. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, well, we got a wee bit. Well, of that we're last clutching the straws. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but no, but that's shite. if we are. I mean, if people feel that way, then by all means, call us out. The only the only person I'm no want to speak to that I don't know is the guy that wants to come up and wrap my puss for something that I've said on this. But anybody else, the door is always open. Come <laughs> yeah. and say hello, shake my hand, yeah. sit down here, here beer with us or something. Yeah. Just don't wrap my puss. That's fair enough. <laughs> uh, the man Carob says, what's your be- What's the best or your favourite thing about supporting United? Uh, it's my local team. Uh, I, in a kind of strange way, I like the fact that like if I'm a if you're a Celtic fan, for example, in this country, you kind of it must be normal to win. And oh, but remember they were in a big fight uh, a few I weeks know, ago because they lost a game. I know they've they've won the last nine trophies on offer, and so, they're getting upset. So I kind of like the fact that United didn't win nine trophies in a row. But here, don't get me wrong. If we go on a crazy run the next few years and we start winning all these trophies, I love it. It's great. It's fantastic that uh, like it's my local team. It's it's not quite the nearest ground to my house, unfortunately. <laughs> that honour falls to the dirty D's. Uh, but the colours, I love the colours, tangerine and black. Uh, the ease of access these days that I can I can get to the players for to take my young lad along and get him indoctrinated in the United way. The amount of memories that I've got attached to Tanadice and to watching a team playing tangerine and black. Some of the the amount of happy times that they've gave me as well. Yeah, I just love United, to be honest with you. I have to agree. Yeah, everything about it. Trophies have been really cool, mm-hmm. but for me, I, I, always, I there's something I really like about being in Tandice. Even uh, meeting your ugly mug. I probably wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for United. So cheers, United. This is an awkward next 10 minutes or so. I need to feign this. Um, for me, I love... Uh, a, a, a busy night under the lights of Tandice. I just, yeah. on a good night, it's mm-hmm. they, they've been some of the best. Mm-hmm. Some great away days and everything, but that's, and the trophies have been nice. Few and far between they've been, but you really treasure them. Uh, I think that's really why you treasure good. them because they're few and far between. I mean, we, we are not a, we're not a team that's never seen, or we're not a, a, a supporters group that's never seen their team win. And we're also not a supporters group 
who is just winning all the time. So yeah, you, certainly the older I get, I kind of cling on to even like a, a just a, a victory in a match. Mm. You know, I used to just think, ah, okay, we should be winning that game. Ah, I'm treasuring the, these weeks as they come because uh, you, you've saw the other side of it, and it's mm. it's no enjoyable. But you keep going back. You know, it's in you. It's uh, it's my dad's fault for taking me along, but I'm so glad he did because you know he could have took us elsewhere. Can't even bear that thought. Nichols Oldman, the chairman and sole member of the Sam Stanton fan club. Yes. Supporters club. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> Don't worry, my mate, my mate Lewis is signing up as well. Loves him. Uh, Mark Daly says, should United start doing pay on rules? Nah. Mike Young had one yesterday. That looked bra. Uh, that looked pretty good. Yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't say that they should. <laughs> and I kind of see the Ogrens getting on board. They probably don't know what a pie is. Well, they will next time he's over. Uh, they need sure to concentrate on getting chilli and cheese onto their chilli and cheese hot dogs first before they venture into the pie on a roll market. Uh, Arab Macam, the Walter Roja Supporters Club, mm-hmm. is our Riley. Uh, the obvious one, who's the greatest ever at wear tangerine? Davy Neri. Yeah. And... He also agrees with that because there was a bit of conversation going on. Rolls Royce of a player, light years ahead of his time, and a hundred million pound defender these days. Well, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that's that, you don't even have to think about that if you've if you've have you ever watched him if you're of a certain age. Uh, that's Davy Neri all day, every day. I saw Davy Neri in '94 strolling through the game at Fir Park next to Brian Welsh. Mm-hmm. Strolled through it in, yeah. in '94. Brilliant. Absolutely, and oh, he was class. The marble was on as well that day. That's correct. That was a beautiful, Less. beautiful strip. Uh, Grumpy Dundonian says the most disliked United player, and for what reason? Cole Donaldson and Mark Kerr are exempt from anyone's choice. Mm. Now, I looked at this conversation yesterday, right? Cole Donaldson's a part of my villain, right? Yeah, thought he was a bit of air himself. Disliked for an away team, yeah. And Mark Kerr, I actually. I think he gets a real bad rap because of the back pass. And for me, he was a championship manager legend. So I always had a wee soft spot for him. <laughs> it's unfortunate for him. That is what every single yes, United fan yeah, yeah. Uh, remembers. I mean, he could have, I don't know how many games he played. He could have played a hundred very, very good games for United and yeah. had that back pass. That is what he's yeah. remembered for. Disliked. Lee Miller. Oof. Straight in there. Oof. Because you didn't really like him. Like when he signed... You were thinking, he's a good signer. There's a few teams after him. I'm pretty sure that we've discussed this before. I interviewed him the day he signed, right? So it's your fault. Back in my older job. And I, the whole time I was looking at him going, shit hair. Uh, Hairstyle, shit. He did his shit hair, yeah. yeah. So did I. I had some at the time. But he, when you looked at him, he was quite a big guy, albeit very sl- slender. Uh, but anytime you just had to breathe on him and he would he would go down and it was just, it was pathetic. And then he done nothing for us. He cost us a lot of money. He left us, and then he actually done he done all right up the road at Aberdeen, did he? So yeah, it kind of it's, sticks it's in any, it, You know what? You know what? It's whether you start maybe having a dislike or whatever. See, when players are at United and are desperate to leave, mm. that pisses me off. Yeah, Scott Allen's probably the one that not that annoyed me because all the rumours about the money he was wanting and stuff. Yeah, no, stop being greedy. I, I think at you the know. time though. I would put that down to uh, his, poor his agent. agent, yeah, or just just poor advice in general, or or like we're saying that as Dundee United fans, maybe his agent, or definitely his agent, would have known what else was on offer at mm. other teams. So I get why he would do that, but at the same time, 
it's it, it does not sit well with the, with the punters that's for sure and when you've looked at the way his career has panned out he's, it just seems to me I dare say he's made a lot of money and he probably couldn't care what I say but he does just, not no I guarantee he does not <laughs> Uh, and he, he might never have to work another day after his football's done I don't know but career wise he's just made some piss poor choices he really yeah, has really again he'll put, I wouldn't expect him to agree with me but he could have he could have been he's now been capped he could have been a capped player for Scotland yeah. he had that much ability but no he's, he's just happy to take the dosh and run Paul says, do you think moving forward with two clubs in the city, it would be prudent or beneficial for the two clubs to share a 15,000 all-seater with safe standing stadium with training facilities and academy on the same site? Well, it's a a divisive subject, isn't it? Uh, My thoughts on it have always been, I wouldn't be against, like, if if you were going to have to do up Tanadice and you were going to have to do up Dens, I wouldn't be against a shared stadium per se but uh, it would have to kind of be 50-50 and I would also want a United end and a Dundee end uh, but the, the training thing possibly yeah I've, I've never really actually put any thought into thinking of shared training facilities and whatever but I just think these days it's, it's probably a pipe dream you know I, I just kind of see it happening United have spent a fair bit of dosh it's all relative I guess but it's a fair bit of dosh for them on upgrading Tanadice just now uh, I'm not sure what's going on over the road. I, I still don't. They don't own the stadium, do they? And the, the people that are running the club, I mean, they had this again. It was always to me, anyway. It was always a pipe dream that they wanted to go and build a new stadium for themselves up at Campy. Uh, and I don't know if that's fell by the wayside. If they're still punting out the line that that's going to happen, I've no idea. I've absolutely no idea. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it if it was a shared stadium. Everything was shared. Even get the council in on it. I dare say that probably wouldn't happen either. Uh, but I just. I. I never see the day when that happens. Unfortunately. I mean, look at the teams that share stadiums. You know, you got the Milan teams, uh, the Rome teams. Although we don't like one of them. There's plenty of teams that can do it. There's plenty of teams that can do it. And with the technology these days, if you've got the right finances behind it, you wouldn't have to, the pitch. Wouldn't have to suffer too much if you had the right care for it. I just didn't see it happening. Uh, Tommy says, except the ov- except from the obvious legends of the club, who were the players you loved that weren't necessarily world beaters? Uh, I loved Scott Crabb as a kid and thought Nicky Weaver was brilliant in the short time he was with us. Mm. Uh, I will throw one in right now. The Mad Monk. Yeah, I was going to say him. The Mad Monk. I was going to say him. Alan Main for me. Oh, Alan Main. Yeah. Another one of yours. Uh, Swanson. Danny Swanson. Mm-hmm. Swan Aldino. Yeah. But he, he, one of these silver kissers, so he's, he's yeah, I suppose I he's suppose. there. Uh, yeah, for me, the Mad Monk was just—he was mental. Yeah, he was mental. And also, I would go for things like um, Petrich, without a doubt, yeah. absolutely yeah. without a doubt. But it's a silver kisser. Yeah, yeah, that's right enough. Yeah, you know, I think you know. So yeah, for me, that's what that—that's where it would be. Um, Jonas is on favorite ever goal. Uh, favourite ever goal I'm going to mention the game again uh, for me was the second goal against Motherwell 94 Tanadice Brewster Connolly's cross Brewster on his chest and smashes in the goal just yeah. good goal 
brilliant goal. That, goal. That, for me, off the top of my head, thinking about it right now. Yeah. Well, if I'm going off the top of my head, I'm going to have to say Shifty's at Ibrox in the neutral semi-final. <sighs> just, just because... I don't yes. think it's, yes. it's it's how rare is it? How many times have you watched a game of football and you're celebrating a goal before it's been yeah. scored? No, okay. That happened that no, day. Okay, that that, that was happened good. that day. It was just the whole oh because the keeper's got the by his feet, so you're kind of trying to put him off. He makes an absolute yeah. Roger Hunt. I'll give you that shifty <laughs> nips it off him, and he's he's celebrating it himself. <laughs> oh, so yeah, off the top of my head, I would probably say that one just yeah. for. The, the sheer mayhem that then ensued. Uh, Matthew says, I've heard a few versions of this, but are you two able to tell me a definitive version of why the Eddie Thompson stand started housing home fans instead of the shed? He heard it was a poll run by fan groups. I have no recollection of any of that happening. I have no idea. Uh, I think it, I think it was always going to be for the home fans mm, because... It's more modern. Reception and everything was going there in all the offices. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. That's all. I don't have anything else. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Adi Arab says views on safe standing in the shed. I would. I'm all for safe standing if it works and it's not massively expensive to put in. Yeah, but I think you would need to trial it though. Main sec, the main middle section. Yeah, I think you would need. But to trial I just, uh, I don't think that there's a need for it to be honest with you. Because how often do we actually fill the shed? Mm-hmm. That would be my yeah. only thing. Like if we've got money to burn, by all means, yeah. go ahead. And put a new bloody roof on it so you get rid of the pillars. But uh, I just don't think it's probably high on the list of priorities, to be honest with you. Right, fair enough. Right, let's try and get through some of the next ones a wee bit quicker. Um, name the one game that really hurts you the most. He's asking for detail as we act, but he's not getting detail. Uh, Maipa, 2 all. Uh, I was just walking... That was Tanadice, we went out. Yeah. Wiggles. I was walking home that night and I was so angry I could have regret. Aye. One of them of recent is the Hamilton playoff because we were done. Yeah. We were absolutely done. And we got robbed in the first leg, but we were yeah. done. We were right on our feet by then. The, also, the the second one for me, so my, my pa, just uh, just because they were absolutely crap and we still couldn't get past them, but also walking back to the car after the CIS Cup final when when we should have won it for Eddie Thompson, I suppose. Uh, oh, that was a sickener as well. Yeah. Because we were so so far the better team that day. Uh, Tangerine Ken, what's United's second best ever home top? I presume we all agree that this season's is the best. So well, the, the Fiji's the second best then. Yeah, <laughs> Fiji the classic. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I quite like the uh, the Rover sponsored slight pinstripe, the white and black pinstripe. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, yeah. the sleeves are massive though. The yeah, sleeves weren't doing it about your elbow. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. That would kind of that would be one for me. Yeah, that was a nice one, but I would say the VG. Um, best of a moment at a game you've attended. This is from Doctor Base. Uh, mine's is McDermott in two thousand and one, uh, beating Barca at the New Camp. Probably the best ever moment. Um, but he wasn't there. The adrenaline rush. Thinking about it. Uh, best of a moment at a game. I think we've slightly discussed that as the the Falkirks, the St Johnstons, the Ibrox final whistle at the nineteen ninety four cup final. Oh, it was frightening. It's good, wasn't it? Just because that was it. Would would it actually done it? Um, top three keepers in Tangerine. Now I'll go and keepers I saw. So I will stick. Uh, I'll stick the monk in there because mm-hmm. he is mental. I will stick Guido in there, and purely because he was love him. also a silver kisser, Dusan Pernis. Okay, uh, Hamish. Hey, Hamish. Hey, Alan Mean. 
Uh, Billy Thompson. Oh, I mean. And Lansky. <laughs> Kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not sure because we've had quite a lot of good keepers, but I would say Alan Hamish. Mayne. No, I don't want to say Alan Main. Uh, definitely Hamish. Definitely Billy. I'm only going to get you two. You're only getting two because you've pissed us off. <laughs> now I'm in the half. I hope you're happy. <laughs> oh, class. Um, Arapepe, if you were starting from scratch right now, what would you name the, the stands at Tanadice? The Jim McLean stand. Mm-hmm. Someone else, by the way, I um, has asked um, what was our thoughts on the Eddie Thompson stand being renamed the Jim McLean stand. Yeah. I don't know. If you were start fresh, though, what are you calling it? Well, with the Eddie Thompson, if we're starting afresh, that would be the Jim McLean stand. Okay. Uh the George Fox stand would be the George Fox podcast stand. Uh, I agree. Obviously. I agree. Uh, Jerry Kerr, you've got to have Jerry Kerr. And the shed's the shed. The shed is the shed, yeah. Yeah, even though it's got to be Carlin sponsorship. Yeah. Okay, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Life is an ocean, best and worst United performance in a cup final. Uh, the best is Ross County, I think, because we were absolutely brilliant that day. Mm. It's up there. We were, Total control, yeah. But the worst would but, be the Coca-Cola Cup final for me. Yeah, but the Rangers one in '94 probably means it is more because the Rangers team were better. It's a harder fought game, but they were a better team. Um, and you, what was the away game? What was the worst game? The Coca-Cola the three nil at Ibrox oh. from Celtic. Yeah, we just never showed up. Stinking that day. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would, I would certainly give you that. Right, let's get a couple more in before we wrap things up. Um, favorite play with do- oh Mark Gow, I'll just throw this in: macaroni pie, red, br- red brune or mustard? <laughs> None. Uh, Cali Ben V favorite away ground. Dens. Every time, yeah, every time. I know, I know a lot of United fans that hate it, but it's every my time. favorite. Best away day traveling. If you had to go outside of Dundee, then who would it be? Where would you go? Christ, wherever we win, to be honest with you, because uh, I because I take the car, I don't I don't get the away day vibe that a lot of boys that go on supporters bus get. They'll probably choose the furthest away days because they get more alcohol into their system. Uh, Keir Riley, what is the capital of Peru? Lima, correct. Is it Lima? I think yeah. so. Um, Samson says, "What type of nut tops a walnut whip?" A walnut. <laughs> <laughs> I read that and went I'm not really sure <laughs> check that Samson he's some boy absolutely honestly I was having some uh, yeah mad right let's do uh, let's do one final question Stevie Patterson what was the time you surprised yourself the most with your passion for United at a match and the way that you celebrated our broth the other week <laughs> that's an easy one the over-the-top celebrations yeah. were, were certainly there. That's an easy one. Um, thank you very much to every single person who has given us questions today. Uh, there was over 100 questions across the social media. I think it was, it was that's probably near 200 as well, and we had about 100 suggestions for the other one. Thank you very much, and we will do the Q&As from time to time. They're they a lot of good fun, and they go on a lot longer than we ever thought they, they would. So that is it. We are on the road to Dumfries next week uh, another tough game another plastic patch it's a tough game but uh, lads 
We don't need excuses. We just need, excuses. need three points. Yep, that's what we're looking for. We just need three points. Uh, again, if you want to get in touch with anything, if you've got any views on the show or the episode or uh, questions, whatever, like I say, we, are, we couldn't get through all the questions, but thank you very much for taking the time to ask the question. And hopefully by then, when we come back next week, Shanklin will be on the board. You might have a goal, hopefully a second cap, and I will be back, which is episode 17 next week. Crazy. Keep up to date on our social media. We're at Dode Fox Podcast. Um, I haven't uh, begged for a, a review and a rating for a while on Apple, but it does really help. If you are listening on there or if you've got it downloaded, just go on, stick a wee five star in, a couple of line review would be great. It just helps it build in there for people that can see it and they've got interest and all that kind of stuff. And if you can share the podcast so someone else can hear it, doesn't know about it, we do totally appreciate it. So do have a fantastic week. Uh, thank you very much. And if you are arguing with any of our questions, our answers to our questions, fire away. Then do tweet us at Dode Fox Podcast, and uh, we'll be back next week as we uh, look back at the trip to Dunfries. And our fingers crossed for three points. <laughs> <laughs>